Thank you for listening and growing as the numbers go up to horse racing, true crime. Uh, we started this a couple of years ago. I know nothing about horse racing. Just follow the Triple Crown races. And I like researching things. My wife's been a psychotherapist for 17 years. Every time I get a big client, I get sued. Represented myself. I've always won when it's been something serious in a fair hearing, right? Uh, NBA securities license clients, uh, 50 million and above, one settlement for them. And the purpose of it, you always, when you have a business meeting, you have to have a purpose and an outcome. Purpose is to provide uh, true crime, uh, perspective and content from what's missing in other true crimes. What wife and I, psychotherapist, watch investigation discovery the last decade. Netflix has some good ones. The Robert Gersh was a good documentary on uh, HBO. So along those lines, we like to examine things. And then as you get older, kids' vernacular changes, the world changes. The world changed profoundly in the last couple of years with the pandemic. Now Europe has changed with the war we have. America has changed, the world's changed. So to keep up, if you don't, you know, if you live in the past, you die in the past. Uh, you have to keep up on what you can keep up on. And life never stops teaching. So as a result, you always have to keep learning so horse racing true crime every podcast builds on the next podcast last podcast last two podcasts we talked in general about george navarro then we got as specific as possible about george navarro and in one sentence really what uh troubles me fascinates me Angers me, makes me laugh. The George Navarro was a horse groomer. His dad was a horse groomer. And he ends up with $36 million, right? Only in America can you do that. Can't do that in Ukraine. Can't do that in Russia. Can't do that in Germany. Uh, maybe Denmark. Very few countries in the world can you be a horse groomer and end up with $38 million. So what makes this a story makes it fascinating. It makes it something that I think everybody's for research, including Scott and I, is how does this guy have $36 million and ends up with $5 million and he should have nothing, <laughs> but he still has $5 million. Why does he have the $5 million? Who is this guy? 
how the hell did this happen? And we detail it, right, from the first podcast. Dr. General Mike Gill, we broke down Mike Gill's statement in 2016. Um, we're going to break down the Stronish family. I have doing wealth management. I've been to estate uh, trials. I've been to estate meetings. I've seen rivalries between families. Well, I'm not an estate attorney as an MBA, as somebody with security license. I have a fiduciary responsibility and part of my job description is to ask really good questions of these things and study the law and be prepared, right? To ask really good questions, to get really good answers for my clients. So the Stronish family is going to be very interesting. However, the indictment today was between you know George Navarro and then Jason Service. Service. And we're going to go to Jason Service. Now, Putin, right? The problem with Putin is that if you think you're the smartest, toughest person in the room. You are in the wrong room. So Scott, who uh, picks up on things really quickly, uh, most people are 20% sports betting. We were close to Jason tracking for us. He did a great job. He was at, yeah. we were at 59.70, three times better than the average better profit, made good money. We call that 60%. <laughs> 59.7, we call it 60%. We, we, we round up because of the plus money bets. Yeah. But Scott is helping me make sure that I'm making sense. So thank you, Scott, for checking me on and make sure I'm making sense. And the episodes we've gotten so far, does it make sense? And what, what are you getting out of it? What's How do you see things as it stands right now, going into this podcast? Oh, it makes sense. So this, this makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, usually, you know, I didn't realize, I knew there was this stuff in horse racing, didn't realize at what level and how many people were surrounded by it. I mean, it's, as I've said before in the last podcast or a couple of podcasts ago, it's a, it's basically a syndicate. It's, it's a bunch of people that starts with the owner and goes down to the trainer and, in some cases, the jockey, um, you know, there's a lot of horses that, that perished, that, that lost their lives because of, of what George Navarro did to them. You don't realize how many, but there's a lot of horses. And to me, this stuff is really fascinating because I love horse racing. I don't just love the triple crown races. I love the Breeders' Cup. I love the, the Florida Derby, you know, the, when the horses are sold. Um, you know, I used to go to Suffolk Downs a lot here up in, in Massachusetts and you watch horses, you see how they run, you see how the jockeys, um, stuff like that. You get to go into the, the paddock and look, look to see how the horses are treated, how they fed, stuff like that. So, you know, horse racing's always been that underlying, as we talked about in the college basketball thing last night, there's an underlying team and underlying, um, situation horse racing has been that underlying sport for me that, I, that i've really in the last eight years or so have really taken a taken a love to and a liking to so you know i'm interested in this stuff totally interested um you know i hope the people are getting a lot out of this too with what right, we're right. doing yes. so. uh, being 50 years old now 
seen a lot of death. My mom's dead. Uh, I have high school classmates who are dead. People that I've known professionally in my 20s who are dead. People in my 30s who are dead. Yeah. A uh, really good friend of mine, 56 years old, played for the New Orleans Saints. Taught me a lot about football. We would sit for hours talking about football. Yeah. I learned a lot about football. He died last year. Uh, Mike Adams played for New Orleans Saints. So uh, got to take advantage of the opportunity. So we give you here, between Scott and I, we're over 100 years old. Uh, we give you all we got. We give you comprehensive. Every podcast, you can listen to it five years from now, probably get more from it. You still have the perspective of five years. We're yeah, and reporting what's going on now. I did graduate from the point of media studies. So I know the way journalism should be. It's not there right now with CNN, with Fox News, Newsmax, uh, ESPN. Nobody's doing it. You know, proud moment last night. We were doing the basketball podcast, and, and Dylan and Chad were talking about their biases. That's a huge <laughs> win. <laughs> right? <laughs> people around. Right, and you try to help people out. It's good to see a success where they're talking about okay, I'm biased, and it's not just oh, okay, great, kumbaya, and learn my biases. Identifying biases so you can make money. Now, Dylan at 20, Chad at 26. Yeah, and both of them, you got 50 years of analyzing what their biases are and then being able to monetize from it because we live in capitalism the greatest country in the whole world and and i will tell you this as, as we we've just discussed that when i was in my 20s horse racing was not a was not an interest to me when right. i got to my 30s it became more of an interest when i got to my 40s it became an interest so if people are listening that are in their 20s now your fandom and your interests will change as you get older and get and get more knowledge of things. You'll start to say, you know what? I love horse racing. You know what? I love the NCAA tournament. Some people don't love it now. Yeah. But when they get to their 30s and 40s, they start loving it and they start watching it. So that's the whole thing. You know. So. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. And for me, uh, I owned a restaurant. I learned a restaurant for six years. I learned every single day. That's why God gave you two years and one mouth, right? And all, at the end of it, it turned out to be sociology. You watch people walk in, what they order, what they do, who they are. Yep. I mean, that all fascinated me. Um, and I was really good at what I did. Uh, so that gave me even more opportunity, right? And I was open to it. So you keep changing and, and evolving and looking things to a different lens. My first degree was in British lit. So I looked at things through a British lit lens. Then I found out that independently wealthy guy at 46 retires from pre-M, brilliant businessman, and he starts an MBA class just using Shakespeare. Yeah. Yeah. So I shift and I get an MBA. I get two of them actually. I got one in uh, business administration. And one in um, computer science. Sciences, 
computer connected with finance. So each degree, each evolution, you look at things through a different lens. Then I have a premarital counselor who's a lawyer, an attorney, a premarital counselor who's an attorney, and a doctor in psychotherapy. She steals tests from the CIA, which she was working at the Pentagon, and gave Anna and I tests before we got married to get better at tests. She didn't know what she wanted to do with her life, so she it tested out, it was, you know, 19 years ago, for her psychotherapy. For me, it was a shopkeeper, right? Shopkeeper already owned the restaurant. That was me, MBA. So a lot okay. of MBAs, it's like, so about 60 to 70% of business is psychological, psychotherapy. Yep, no doubt. Right? I agree. Yep, totally agree. I'm seeing this, this uh, looking at Jason service from a business standpoint, social economic, horse racing industry, and just as guys, how does Jason Service um, mess up a career? So what is your understanding of Jason Service of, before we get into the indictment of who he is? So my my opinion and my thoughts on Jason Service was a he is a without the indictment, without knowing what's in the indictment, he's a very successful trainer. Right. A lot of people, a lot of people uh, wanted to have him train their horses. Yeah. Um, look who, look who he was with last, Bob Baffert. Bob Baffert. And uh, very high, successfully high, you know, person in the horse racing industry. You know, one of the one of the best in most recent horse racing industries. Um, you know, I, I you know, Jason Services is. is is drugging these horses. I don't know if Baffert knew or not. I really don't know if he knew. I think he may have had an inkling, but I don't know if he knew. So, you know, he service started with Navarro. Navarro was a highly successful on the surface, highly successful person in the horse racing industry. Right. He got involved with him. And then as he got involved with him, he started doing the stuff, the, the shady stuff. So to me, Jason service was a trainer that people that were highly successful wanted to have on their side to train their horses because they thought he was one of the best in the industry at doing that. And that's my thoughts on him. Right. You know? So Jason Service was born in 1957, right? So three years uh, older than my brother. Mm -hmm. Actually, born in Char Char Charleston Town, West Virginia, home of Nick Satan, you know, Jimbo Fisher. Uh, his hometown is Eatontown, New Jersey. Right. Everybody watches Sopranos. Sopranos is based in New Jersey. All right. Uh, and we did it last year. I'll listen to the one from last year. He started. Like all these guys do, uh, from humble beginnings, right? He started from humble beginnings, um, looking at Jason's race results and past performances. Uh, maximum security will get because maximum security is such a disaster on so many levels. 
Uh, first race has, which is very interesting. Here, we look at horse racing nation.com. service is 2000. The horse is AP Andy. And the, the, his first race, right, 2000, uh, 20 years ago, the jockey was Mike Smith. So you got, you got into good, with good people, right? The yes. Fourth, fourth race. Uh, oh, here we go. Biography. All right. So they took it out. They took the biography out. So who knows how much of it was true? Uh, he's a top trainer. Started from humble beginnings. And suddenly he wins the Saudi Cup. He goes to the Saudi Cup with the horse and wins. Not once with D. That tomorrow, but twice with maximum security. Now we're seeing more clearly why committing a crime in Saudi Arabia is such a big deal, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're trying to get Saudi Arabia to give us oil. We don't need we want to keep their economy up. We want them to buy less oil from Russia. <laughs> so we just heard uh, Navarro last, right? Let me ask you this, Scott. Uh, or Navarro, somebody who needs to be involved in international politics? Is he somebody who needs to be involved in international politics? That's a loaded question. Right, absolutely not with a, with a horse pissing these guys off. Yeah, no. The Russians. In, in other words, George Navarro would be dead the first day he got into office. <laughs> well, we don't want him in office. We don't want him involved at all. We don't want him. Right. When I go to the United States, we no. not need, we're representing the United States. Whether we want to or not, we got a passport that says the United States. Right? Yeah, he, he's a guy you can't trust, for sure. Across the board. Or he, even if you can't trust him, he has to have enough sense, or at least Ira, say, hey, listen, George, you're going to Saudi Arabia now? Yep. Don't commit two crimes at the same time. Uh, if the horses spike, just stay here where you're being protected by the FBI and your syndicate with Penn National. He knew he was in deep, he knew he would be fine at the end. That's why he only got five years. He got to keep five million dollars. If you and I got arrested, we wouldn't. They wouldn't let us keep five million dollars. The reason he's get to keep the five million dollars is because he made a deal. Yeah. They said, okay, yep. you have thirty-six million dollars. You're gonna keep five, and you're gonna wear a purse, and we're gonna say you're deported because you need to get the hell out of here because you're wearing a purse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so let's look at the Jason service as we get into him and figuring out who he is. He's this Jason service in 2019. He's high on the hog before he made that fatal mistake that we talk about. Don't commit two crimes at the same time, spiking a horse and trying to take the Saudi King's money in the Saudi Cup, the United Emirates. Here's Jason Sir. Let's see how he sounds. Measure of the man. Put shit 
particularly except this out of the FBI indictment for uh, Jason service. You learned a lot about life reading this. Yes, you do. You absolutely do. For a particularly successful horse, maximum security. That briefly plays first in the Kentucky Derby on May 4th, 2019, before racing officials disqualify the horse for interference. That was the first one. Following the Derby, maximum security continues to complete Pete in high-profile races, including Orangeport, New Jersey. Right? Orangeport, New Jersey. They go to New Jersey again. Service work for Christian Rain, Alexander Can, and Henry Arrega, the defendants, among others, to procure and administer adulterated, misbranded PED, performing enhancement drugs, including adulterated and misbranded PED, SDF 1000, for the purpose of doping uh, racehorses under services control, including maximum security. Right? So, two things. So maximum security is disqualified. He's being dope. Why would Jason Service and Navarro then take the horse next year to the Saudi Cup in 2020? That that's number one. And then the other part of it, question number two, two-part question. Mm -hmm. Under services control. Right, so you got a successful guy. Well, successful guys like this are control freaks. Yeah. What's the difference between service and Bob Baffert? If Bob Baffert says that he's shocked that these horses are fight, even though they're under his control. So what's going on there? So to me, Navarro and Baffert are the same people. They're they're very you know, they trust, they trusted in service, uh, trusted that he would either do or not do the right thing. Navarro's syndicate, those three names that you saw were all veterinarians, it looks like. That's that's just what I get. So and that's um, look at veterinarian. service did I'm a veterinarian. With Navarro, service had no control. With Bafford, or not no control, but he did he had a little bit less control than he had with Bafford. So if Navarro is telling service, you got to do this, he's going to do it because that's his boss. He has to report to his boss. So he's going to do it. With Baffert, I don't think he Baffert told him, you need to do this. I think service just did it based on how the performances of the, the horses went before with Navarro. I think he thought to himself, hey, it worked with him. It's going to work with, with this one. It didn't. It didn't. It didn't. So... Um, that's my thoughts on service. I mean, he, he just got caught up with Navarro and Navarro hired him and he just got caught up in it. I think he's a guy that got caught up in it, but I think he's also a guy that, that told these veterinarians, this is what you're doing. And, you know, he's more of, a, a, of an employee. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Penn national, as we've talked about, 
system down, right? Yeah. The FBI has been investigating, right? And what we feel, I know Scott's opinion, my opinion is that the FBI didn't pull the trigger because they were getting paid. Exactly. Exactly. I agree. 100%. didn't blow up until the CIA got involved and they were in Saudi Arabia. It's like the CIA is like, hey, we're trying to get these guys to help us with Russia and oil. And here you have these clowns bringing spiked horses trying to take $25 million from the Saudi country. Right. Now, my, feel, my feeling with services, correct me if I'm wrong, if he didn't do this, he wouldn't have got paid. If he did it, when he did this, he got a little bit of extra money from Navarro. Right, because uh, Jason Service didn't make, much, didn't make as much money before as, as he, he did work yes. for uh, George Navarro. Baffert. Yeah. And then Baffert paid him exponentially well because of him thinking that service was a the top trainer in the uh, in the industry and he really wasn't because what how did his horses succeed horses were hurt drugged them up they ran well first seconds thirds whatever they won some money it looked good on services record you know baffert looked at him and said hey i'm gonna hire this guy you know his horses finished first second third well you don't check as to why, and that this is the result. You know, so yeah. I highly recommend people. I'll put a link to it in the episode notes. Check up on the episode notes. Put a link to the indictment, and I'll put a link to the commencement speech of Steve Jobs. What he said was, the "Most important way you can make money in business is connecting the dots." So let's connect some dots, and let me know, Scott, if this makes sense. Okay. Jason Service's brothers, John Service. Let's read John Service's bio. John C. Service, born October 25, 1958, Charlestown, West Virginia, is an American thoroughbred horse trainer. Relatively unknown until May 2004, when his horse, Smarty Jones, won the Kentucky Derby. Yep. The Colt then went on to win the Prignus. Further increasing services and his brother reputation. Yep. Services, Catherine Sophia in 2016 wins the Kentucky by two three quarter lengths over Landover State. In 2018, service wins the Breeders' Cup with JWA in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Finals. Service trains primarily out of. Parks Casino and Racing in Ben Salem, Pennsylvania. <laughs> wonder. I wonder who he's who he's involved with. I wonder where that comes from. Where were these drugs mislabeled in? What state, Scott? Pennsylvania. Penn National. Yep. Every podcast we've talked about Penn National. Yep. Penn National is partly owned by who? Steve Wynn. And we'll put a, a link to when. Steve Wynn's daughter got kidnapped by the people. <laughs> He's still doing old school wise guy construction in uh, Scott neck of the woods in Boston. Mm-hmm. Yep. So when police officers first investigate a crime, what did they try to do? They try to place you at the crime that it was you. 
exactly. They can, they can do that, right? You got the judge on your side. They want to place you at the crime. We can place Penn National in Pennsylvania. We can place on this indictment where it is, right? So, on or about June 5th, 2018, the New Jersey Racing Regulator. So, we saw where Jason Service is from. New Jersey used to be in Pennsylvania. In uh, born in West Virginia, West Virginia border Pennsylvania. These guys are in New Jersey. Regulators tested maximum security for PDs. Short time after maximum security had received a shot for SGF a thousand. Which we know is spiking the horse, but we'll see exactly what type of spike it is. Because that's another thing I've learned a lot about. Drugs, at least the ones that were used to spike horses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you if you look down the um, <coughs> the the indictment even more, they, they I think they show pictures of what they look like. Right. So, yeah, I'm learning a lot too. I, I didn't know what exactly what the drugs were, but as you get into this indictment and you look at it more and more, you start to learn. You know. What exactly went on? So, even those that this an article says, even those that sold it didn't know the content SGF one thousand. So you have to tell you exactly here. Two hundred dollars a bottle. It worked. the contents. Growth factor is a group of proteins that initiate further growth of specific cells. Growth factors play a major role in enhancing cell differentiation, cell division, and preventing cell death, right? Uh, when scientists began studying the effects of biological substances on cells and tissues, right? So the horse has to hurt tissue doesn't feel it right and discovered peptides are like hormone substances that were seen distinct from previously established hormones because these substances were effective in activating the growth of cells and tissues they were labeled growth factors yeah so if if you look at it a horse is like an athlete if the athlete has a hurt shoulder, what do they do? They shoot it up, they go out and play, doesn't hurt a bit. After the game, you're hurting a lot. So right. with horses, they shoot it up, the horse runs the race, doesn't feel anything, goes back into the paddock, goes back into a stable, and then starts feeling it after. And it's the same exact way in, in both walks of life. So... So when you're pushing the horse, right? So when you're pushing the horse, you're whipping it. Yep. A normal horse accelerates. Yeah. And stops because they start feeling pain. Yep. But yep. when you inject this horse, and that's not the only thing they were injecting. Injecting it. They were injecting that, Tenebrotrol, and some other stuff 
and then a masking agent. So when it got yeah. tested, uh, the lab didn't see it. That's why Churchill Downs had to upgrade their lab yeah. to catch the masking agents. Yep. Right? So yeah. this is the biggest problem I have. And uh, we talk about it in the NFL, right? Learning from week to week. We learn from week to week. Yeah. Uh, Bill Belichick pays a whole staff of assistant coaches just to look at the team's weaknesses for self-scouting, right? He, you know, he takes it to extreme with everything else. Yeah, and, and when, you, when you're with horse, betting on horse racing, there's so many factors you have to look at. How do they run on dirt? How do they run on turf? How do they run in rain? How do they run on a sloppy track? How do they run, you know, how, how are they a fast starter or are they a slow starter and then make up distance on the, on the back stretch? So in horse racing, there's a lot more factors to look at than, okay, that trainer in Kentucky Derby has finished first five straight years. No, it's a different horse. It's right. the same horse. It's a different horse. So, so you got to look at those. How did they do in their last three races? So, so stuff like that. There's so many post position. There's so but, many different horse racing things. Right. That you got to look at. So, okay. So how, how, how did they do in their last three races? Does not mean, especially with this guy, especially that's what the reporter was getting to. I think yeah. somebody, he was set up somebody to ask them questions. Right. And he right. kind of stuttered because he knew what, where they were going with this. The horse finishes in ninth place. Suddenly, he wins the next race. Yeah, he just yeah. spiked the the race. Last three races, they finished ninth in. When they accelerated him, he felt pain. Yeah. On this next race, he shot up. He doesn't feel the pain. It takes things to the next level. Exactly. Exactly. Race now. Hundred percent. Uh, what do they call it? What did Chad say one time? Uh, prosecutorial. Prosecution timeline. Yeah. So we're reading in the indictment, Scott, that the horse on June 5th, 2019, by racing regulators. Remember, these aren't cops, right? They're regulators. They can't find you, right? They can refer stuff to the cops so they arrest you. What are they do? It's confined. So the Jason Service is there with all the cast of characters in Jason Service. They're all there. George Navarro. Yep. And the horse test dirty back to security 2019. Maximum security wins the Saudi Cup March 1st, 2020. If you're in Saudi King, you lost the X-Y jet. That ended up testing dirty. You pay the $20 million to George Navarro, the Jason Service company. Now, let's analyze this because, you know, the devil's always in the details and you learn a lot. You yeah. tell me if I'm wrong. Yeah. The fact that they win $20 million in 2019, X-Y jet or whatever, Saudi Cup wins four races in Dubai to keep the money. And then they go back in 2020. Tells me, from a mafia standpoint, they have to be kicking out. Because personally, I make $20 million. I'm not getting on an airplane for 12 hours and going to Saudi again. 
with a spike horse. Even with a gun, I'll be like, just shoot me, man. Uh, right. I got, got pipe money for it. Just shoot me. I'm not going back there. 20, 20 you know, come on. And how, how, how stupid of a man do you have to be? Okay. One year earlier, you cheat the system. You win. Right. And then you say, hot dog, we're going back there. We're going to cheat the system again and win. <laughs> come on. Really? Man, Violating the rules. You, as soon as you step off that plane, you're going to be watched and hitmen are going to be after you. Come on. Really? Half of the really? Saudi families in the U.S. reading this. They're like, they're going to Saudi Arabia. Tell me if I'm wrong. Let's upgrade our labs. Exactly. Uh, all across horse racing, they probably upgraded their labs. Small tracks. Oh, now they have to. Virtual downs. Everything. The Jordan family is saying, hey, listen. We listened to this horse racing podcast last year with some clown from Orange County. He's connecting the dots to us. Everybody knows we're going to clean up. They're calling this the post-doping era. Exactly. Yep. Yep. I guarantee you when these high-stakes races, Kentucky Derby, Preakness, Belmont, and the Florida Derbies and everything, you will not hear about one horse that is drugged up and is is uh, dirty. Not they one. They might find them, though. They might find a horse. Yes. Like, yep. They, they're going to handle it, like Nick Saban says, right? We're going to handle it internally. Yes, exactly. For PR reasons, they're not going to publicize. No, horse racing does not need any more black eyes like they, they've had in the last last handful of years. They, they just don't need it. So. Then, you know, the problem is, you know, Max is right. Don't go back to the scene of a perfect car. Yes. Yep. Bill Belichick has a whole staff, so they learn from their mistakes in training camp, learn from their mistakes in the beginning of the season. Yes. Mid-season, three-quarter season. Now they're ready for stakes for the playoffs and then year for the draft. Yeah. These guys did not – they lived in such an information bubble like Putin. They didn't learn from their mistakes. Another basic maxim, maxim they messed up is understanding your surroundings. Surroundings. Exactly. Yeah. They looked at this. Now, they don't even understand New Jersey. They don't understand if you test dirty in New Jersey. Yeah. Part of the Saudi family that likes horse racing is going to read it in a racing journal, going to find out about something, it's going to tell. Yeah. And, back. and I'm sure Navarro and Service said, hey, XY Jet won there last year, won all these millions of dollars. We have a better horse in maximum security. He's definitely going to win. Let's go get that, that check. And they didn't think about it. Let's spike the horse before he gets out of the Yep. And the masking agent is going to get by the Saudi test. Yeah. It's, I mean, in fact, you're in that. What other Americans are in Saudi Arabia? Right? The CIA. And they're doing operations and they're talking to the Saudi prince. The last thing you can do is make Americans look like cheaters. Oh, this American can't let another American work because they're a bunch of cheaters. Exactly. I mean, he, he ruined it for I the got, Yeah, Watch out for the United States. 
if, if I'm training a horse, if I buy a horse at Keeneland or wherever I buy a horse and I'm training them and I'm doing the right things, right. The Saudi government's not going to let me race in that, in that um, race because they're going to say, Hey, look what Navarro did to us two years in a row. I mean, they, gotta watch this guy because the, those, those horse testing labs. I mean, listen, l- let's put it in perspective. That's why you have to learn your surroundings. That's why you have to not necessarily get involved in politics, but research politics. Yeah. Politics does not get involved with you like it did with these guys. America can produce all the oil at once, give oil to the whole rest of the world. The yeah. only reason we buy oil from Saudi Arabia is so the public, the the uh, population, right, doesn't starve. Yeah, and they're not paying off terrorists, right, to blow up buildings like 911. So we buy their oil to keep oil at a certain price and keep peace around the world. Yep. Right? Agreed. Why Agreed. is the CIA going to let Jason Navarro mess up those negotiations? And does, do these guys even know that these negotiations go on and that they're representatives of the U.S.? And really, that gets them off with the mafia. When the mafia yeah. says, oh, we need that money from over there, we're like, hey, guys, I know you guys do. But you guys don't want any heat on you either. Right. Wins the financier for the Republican Party, right? You don't want to. You don't want problems with a gig he has. I'm I'm gonna stay home, you know, for your benefit. That's how you sell. You say, listen, you know, I have to go. I have to go. But for your benefit, it's better for you that we don't go. <laughs> Do you want George representing Steve Wynn in the Republican Party with a spiked horse in Saudi Arabia? And and that's where he surrounded himself with a lot of yes men. And, right. Hey George, yes George, we're gonna do it. You can go over. Yes, you know, it's not good. It's not good for for you need one person in your group to not be a yes man. You need one person in your group to basically say no, George, don't go over. You cheated last year. You won. Don't do it again. No. And you need to convince him to stay. What would I would have said to him? Make it simple to him. I would have said, listen, life maxims to, to live by. Mm-hmm. Number one, do not commit two crimes at the, the same time. Yep, at the same time. Don't do it. We're not smart enough on our level. We're not elite to be able to do it. Sally King, yes, he can commit 100 crimes. He can kill Khashoggi. He can do whatever he wants. Right. Good eye, George, he can't. Number two, there's a reason people came up with this. And everybody knows this phrase. Do not go back to the scene of the perfect crime. How many serial killers go back to reminisce and get caught when they committed the original crime? George Navarro, classic example. He goes back with maximum security, right, after the video, with a horse owner. Horse owners are a big part of it. Right. And in that indictment, uh, Scott, do you see any horse owners? Not really. Not no really. Horse Why? Because they're the ones with the most money. Yeah. This prosecution. That's the other part of it. The FBI, you already know that the FBI has been investigating you nine years, right? They gave him a comfort. They're like, okay, everybody's paid off. 
And it's obvious, all right? And I'll qualify this, right? Let me ask you this, Scott. How does George Navarro get to pick what federal prison he is? And how does he get to keep $5 million out of the 36 million? Deals broken behind the scenes, for, for sure. Uh, he, he wants to go to the high level. He knows somebody on the elite level. Yeah, he know he he paid off FBI agents. I think at the beginning of this. I don't think he did it. I think people somebody in his, on, on yeah. The, if if it's not Steve Wynn himself, which is a control freak, he was in Boston. He doesn't need to be in Boston. Yeah. He's in Fiji. That's where he lives in Fiji. Next yep. to the island. Suddenly he's in Boston. In the middle of January, you're telling me, oh, it's 10 degrees. I'm like, 10 degrees? Why did I reach Steve Wins in Boston, right? Because the man's a control freak. Yeah. So it could be him, but somebody, it's an elite person. Who's yeah, there? They have oligarchs on here. Someone in the oligarch level is pulling the strings that he gets to keep $5 million, gets to be in a federal prison. He wants to be. Yeah. I asked to be in a federal prison. They'll say, Josh, shut up. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt, and and when said to his people, "Okay, we can't protect him anymore. We can't protect him anymore. He he's he's gone too far. We're done with him. Whatever's going to happen it's is going to happen." Said, right? He he maybe snitched out service or this and that. Yep. He's not yep. snitching out, you know, the elites. Or as soon as that phone call happened that we read last week in the indictment, right? They Why probably, are you talking about it on the phone? It's so ridiculous. Yeah. Wynn probably said, oh, that's it. He He's done. We're done with him. Let let him go. Let him do what he wants. And Navarro cooked his own, you know, cooked his own behind. And, and that was it. He was done. So. Right. So this is what's missing that we'll get to next week. Um, there's delivery, delivery extraction. There's adulterated and misbranded drugs. There's logistics, right? The Russians are bogged down with logistics. However, this logistical operation went through flawlessly. Last question, right? Before we close for this week. How could the FBI write in a with a straight face in this indictment, George Navarro and Jason Service orchestrated all this. <laughs> it was responsible for all this uh, and managed all this. We've heard him talk. <laughs> they're horse trainers, they're not logistical experts. They're not no, management. They don't have an MBA to kind of put this all together. Yeah. A scheme in place. Sometimes I think the FBI just gives stuff like this to somebody and says, hey, write this. Hey, write this. We don't have time. Hey, write this. You write this. You write. So I, I think the FBI gave this to somebody, this indictment to write up that wasn't even involved with the indictment. I think they just said, oh, uh, Jim's not doing anything. Let's give it to Jim. Jim can write it up. You know, he'll spend an, a week writing it up. So... Well, I would disagree because the reason I would disagree is that it pins everything on Jason Service. And yeah. Yeah. And it excludes who? Our Celestial Prosecution. 
the people with the most money, the elites mm -hmm. who are involved in this, know about it because they know about everything, and the owners, which Mike Gill is trying to be on that level. Yeah. Was <laughs> he was never no. really on the owner level, but the guy no. that Navarro was with at the bar, right? Navarro gets indicted, but not the guy he's sitting at the bar with. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, they, they right, they orchestrated the whole thing that the FBI committing a crime in shielding the people who are paying the FBI. Yeah. yeah Navarro, no question. I don't need to pay the FBI. Theoretically, especially when he started, and he maybe he could pay the FBI. He can't conceal because the owners, like Putin, right? The oligarchs hide Putin's money. Owners know how to pay the FBI without a paper trail, without anybody yeah. knowing where the money came from. Yeah, and, and I, I have two family members. One's a Massachusetts state police officer and one's a Watertown. My brother is a Watertown, um, you know, a, a town police officer. Sometimes the FBI and sometimes these people are so intent on catching service, Navarro, whoever, they don't focus on the, the smaller people. They focus on that. And anybody that was, in, you know, with him in the video probably had some knowledge that the FBI was looking at them. You know, maybe the FBI got to them and said, hey, look, you know, I know you guys hang out with him. We're looking at him right now, you know, and they don't tell him. They're not friends of his or whatever. They're just acquaintances. So to me, I think the FBI was so intent on catching Navarro and service that, like you said, any uh, any lower person was not was not, you know, it was not of their interest. It was those two. And I believe, so, I believe they're, they're concealing. Right. Yeah. Yeah, hires up. I'm not saying your brother, whoever does that, the Massachusetts mm -hmm. State Police sees the mayor committing a crime and he's friends with the mayor and the mayor gives us the money, the vice yeah. mayor gets popped. Yes. Yeah. You know, exactly. Case against the mayor. That's 100% right. 100% so right. The owners, the win all them are protected for what the FBI says because, again, when you backtrack, the FBI have been working on this for nine years. They have all the evidence, and they only come up with an indictment after the Saudi prince and the CIA gets involved. Yeah, and and like you said, that's when they had to pull the trigger. As it was, if it wasn't when that tipped them off, it was somebody in that high level circle of Steve Wins that said, "Listen, here's the deal with them." You might want to get him now. He, you know, he's 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 there, and he can be gotten. Who knows if Navarro was going to go back to Panama or wherever he's from? Who knows, you know? And then left service out there all on his own. So maybe somebody said, "Hey, you might brother, want to get him now." either, Marty Drew. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's just the service family got caught up with the wrong. You know, once they got caught up with Navarro, that that was basically it. I, I think that's the, I, I didn't think they were going to get caught. No, it and I, I think on, see, the FBI indictment is wrong, and Jason Service, as far as we know, is going to go to trial. So a lot is going to come out of the trial. Yeah, but he turned a blind eye to what was going on. He did not. No. 
orchestrated. The indictment says that he orchestrated. He doesn't have the training. He doesn't have the education. No. If you see him talking, he doesn't have the intelligence to orchestrate a scheme like this. Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. Had it. Navarro and, and his his higher the higher ups and the veterinarians and stuff like that that Navarro paid. Those were the people that orchestrated this for sure. His brother, his brother got out of it. His brother's out. He yeah, he's smart. He was smart to get out. He made his money. Get with XY Jet. Guys already going to be Dubai. Tell him you have cancer or something, and that you're retiring and you're taking your money and run. Don't <laughs> go back to the scene of the perfect crime. You guys got away with it once. It's in the paper. Yeah. The Saudi going to pay for a test. His mindset was, "I got away with it. I'm going to do it again." Exactly. There you go. And and that's that's the that's the mindset that you know says you're not thinking things through the right way. Right. Don't do it again. <laughs> we did it once. Don't do it again. You're not going to go overseas and win another race, and they're going to say, "Oh, millions, millions, millions." They're not going to do it. I'm this, is 20 this is $25 million, right? And then again, yeah. communication. No, okay, I have to kick up to somebody. I got, first time I kick up to him or her, I say to myself, if there's a time where I don't want to do something, what is it I say to get out of it? Or come to us, we'll help you. We'll help you. I won't charge you that much. And we'll say, hey, or get good advice, hey, you can't go to Saudi Arabia again. Don't go back to the place of a perfect crime in the Saudi prince. They're not just going to hand over $25 million again to make it 50 after it's already been publicized that the horses tested dirty. Yeah. Yeah. No, so last, last words on this one. That's, that's Jason service for people. Yeah, so, you know, as I said last week, now we're another week. All these derbies, all these high-level races are starting. Watch this. This will help us get into the Kentucky Derby, Preakness, Salmon. This will all help us with the betting. Um, yeah, last week was the Florida Derby. Yep. Uh, you're hearing the name Todd Fletcher. Another top-level guy. Another yeah, top-level guy. When I look at him, right? He doesn't look like a guy who spiked horses. <laughs> no. He knew he would he, he likes to compete. He's a competitor with clean horses. Yes. Yeah, and and these guys have learned a lesson from Navarro. Do not cheat the system. It's not gonna work for you. And this guy cheated not the long system. Term. Not long term. Not long term. Maybe in the short term you'll make millions of dollars, but in the long term you're gonna get caught. And, and so, now the FBI and the CIA are now looking right. at owners right. that much more. So and now they're using uh, legit testing labs. Yes. And that's the other thing. And if anything's amiss, these labs are going to go to the, the authorities and say, hey, look, look. What they're going to go to the regulars, right? And the yep. regulars always have their hands out. So now the price is going to be higher. You know, you get into the Kentucky Derby regulators and a guy says, I have two reports here. One shows that the horse is clean. One shows that uh, the horse is dirty. 
the price goes higher now for yes regulators off yeah yeah and and off of this Navarro stuff you should be starting to do your homework on on Derby you should be starting to do your homework on other things you should be looking at horses now you should you can read the indictment it's easily it's easily found it's right on the internet just type in George Navarro indictment I'll put it in the episode notes you can click in the episode notes and the episode notes too so um, but this stuff is highly fascinating to find out exactly what levels this went to to be successful and right. what he did and what his thinking was and the phone calls that were in back of it and Jason service, you know, got involved in something that I don't think he, he thought he would ever get involved with, but he did. And it's unfortunate. So. Right. Right. And, you know, we read it where it says that he orchestrated it. There's no way. To no, it. no. What do you want to do next week? Next week we could profile the veterinarians, how they started, um, I'll make sure to get the research done so I know the biographies, how they started, huh. and who are the veterinarians in the horse racing industry, right? Or we can do um, starting on the Stronach family. Both are really fa- both are really good. Um, I think we probably should do the veterinarians since since they're a big big uh, topic in this. And right. uh, basically, piece from Jason Service and uh, Navarro because we got him as trainers. We heard him right. Was he yeah. And we, and we see a big hole in the story, right? When you watch the movie, and like, oh, that's a hole in the story. And, and the other thing that and then the next thing, people clapping. You know, there's a hole here. The hole. And I'm gonna hole, these guys in Arkansas. Yeah, and I'm going to do some homework into how exactly they get hired for these tracks, and um, and how they how they um, how how long it takes for them to get hired, how long it takes for them to get through the the, the veterinarian school. Um, and stuff how like long that. people been there? Yes, yes. Are, are they are they vet veteran veteran veterinarian, so to speak, or are they are they newbies in terms of uh, you know they've been oh, in the yeah, tracks twenty eight years. Yeah. Hard for me to, to think unless you're deaf, dumb, and stupid that you're not, you don't know what's going on. Yeah. I mean, you, you have to know. Well, here, here's the tip. Well, you walk with blinders to your office, you sit in your office, and then you walk out with the blinders back on, then you don't see nothing or talk to anybody for over three decades. Here's, here's the tip off for people that are watching this, and this this will be my final thought, is that look at the percentage of winning, the the career winnings, if the percentage of winning is over 20 to 22%, there's something going on that's not exactly uh, regular. There's this drugs being uh, inserted or whatever. His, in, his level of winning was in the 30s for most years. And that's not normal for anybody. So when you look at trainers and uh, look at owners and trainers look at the percentage of winning and that'll tip you off as to what's going on with with them so that's what i look at big time big time uh and then that that interview we played was interesting because the yeah the reporter said i guess somebody was tipping her off and she was trying to get a tip and she was like oh this horse has never won why do you feel it's going to be in uh, uh, 
you know, what do you think is going to win? He's like, oh, uh, we know now what it is, right? The horse fight. That's yeah. what we think, Jason. Exactly. Win. We always close to Winston Churchill. We don't charge for anything. You make a life, you make a living from your labor, but you make a life from what you give. Thank you for listening to the ESBC Sports Betting Podcast, Horse Racing, True Crime. That's why this one goes cost $800 and that goes $200. And I don't know what that cost, I'm just shaking the word. That's why.